Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spurs Show. I'm Mike Lee. Thank you so much for joining us around the world. Joining me this evening to discuss the wonderful, wonderful results at the weekend. God, we needed that one, didn't we? Returning Mr. Barnaby Slater. How are you, Barnaby? I'm very well, thanks, Mike. How are you doing? Good. You were saying to me off air that you've never been on a losing Spurs show. I don't think so. I think I've always been here um, full of the joys of spring and it must be all down to me, surely. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And a man I think he's been on after a few defeats because I remember his moaning. Simon Shepherd's here. How are you, Simon? Yeah, I'm good, Michael. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, yeah, good to see you too. Lovely to have you back. Well, obviously yeah, on tonight's show, we're going to look back at the, I thought, one of the most routine wins against Chelsea, certainly in the league, that I can remember. So we're going to discuss that. We're then going to look ahead at two big games. The FA Cup is back. Weird Wednesday night's round of fixtures. Utterly bizarre. That's this Wednesday. And then Saturday, 3 o'clock, Wolverhampton Wanderers away. Um, so lots to discuss. Uh, but let's start with the fantastic win at the weekend. Barnaby, as I said there, it, it's been a while since it was quite a routine win. I mean, and Tottenham routine don't normally go together, do they? Certainly not against Chelsea. Um, yeah, I was there and uh, it did feel kind of comfortable. It felt comfortable. Mm. Um, you know, not to take any credit away from Spurs, but that's the worst Chelsea yeah. side I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, you know, what I thought Potter did, which I, I thought might work at the start, was he seemed to basically play players who played that fixture before. Mm. You know, he didn't play a lot of his new signings. Um, and then I think probably when Thiago Silva went off, that probably affected them. But I thought we were, as we have been since we've brought Ben Davis back at left wing back and played more defensively, I'm afraid. Um, it just so turns out that if you're not 2 0 down at half time, mm. then you've got a good chance in games. And, um, you know, with the attacking talent we've got on the pitch in the front three, 
whichever the front three that is, then we're always likely mostly to score a goal, I think. Mm. No, you're right. I mean, Simon, you know, I, I agree. When I saw the Chelsea team sheet, I just thought, well, they, they're basically at full strength. No matter who these players are bringing in, that's a very, very strong lineup. Uh, some of the, you know, Fernandes, Felix, some players that, you know, played Tottenham over the years. And I thought first half was a bit more even. Uh, I thought we were much better in the second half. and But again, there was, there was shades of the bastard of Stamford Bridge, wasn't there, Simon? There was a lot of needle in that game. And we kind of came off best. I think it affected them more than it affected us. Yeah, I mean, as Barnaby said, I was, it's very comfortable. Chelsea uh, never at any stage looked like scoring. and They haven't got a centre forward. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, we've got a few... Nastiness in that Richarlison gives us a little bit more. Emerson Rule seems to have toughened up. Um, and obviously, we've got the mad Argentinian at the back, so we've got a little bit. Well, of I, think, I think he had his, I think he had his best game for Spurs. I thought he was, he was I, I did, I did, did he actually get booked? I can't remember or not, but he certainly seemed, no, seemed to rein it in. He, and that was the went, best I thought well, he played over 90 minutes. I mean, he 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 played, I play uh, bookings bingo with yeah. um. With Mario and see what minute he gets put. Normally about 43, I normally go for. Um, but yeah, no, he had a very good game. It was a very comfortable, as comfortable as it could mm. be, because I just couldn't see Chelsea scoring. But unfortunately, I don't trust this defence at all. And you always know that they're liable to make an absolute balls up somewhere along the line. Um, so yes, I wasn't, I didn't have a cigar out, but. Yeah. I was sitting in my seat reasonably comfortable. I mean, the, the, I mean, looking back, I mean, Sterling had a shot in the first half. Second half, I thought their best chance, there was a little ball through from Felix for Havertz. And in fairness, the Forster got down really well. My instant, yeah. my instant thing was penalty. It's going to be a penalty. You can see him flying over ref giving it. But I mean, yeah. that was kind of all they kind of did, Barnaby, wasn't it? I mean, they really were, really were poor, which obviously is, is hilarious to see. Yeah, it was hilarious. But uh, I'm glad you brought up Fraser Forster, actually, because one thing that I've really noticed, I used to I used to be a goalkeeper. Mm. Um, his distribution is so much better than Larice's. Yeah. And it actually really helps us get up the pitch. He will so whereas Larice will, you know, catch a cross or whatever and then spend 10 to 12 seconds deciding what to do. Forster does not care, he'll just roll it out straight away. And yeah. we seem a lot more comfortable. I feel like the back three are a lot more comfortable playing those kind of what I would describe as, as a Spurs fan, scary balls across the back line. I think they, they're all more comfortable because they know if it goes back to Forster, he's not just going to lump it off the pitch or to the striker like Lloris does. Now, I'm not anti-Lloris at all. I love him, club legend. But distribution is not his his thing. So I think that's really helped. But what you said about Forster and, and your fear of him giving away a penalty is, you know, he is huge. Yeah, and, um, seven, isn't he? Isn't he? No, and quite old. Yeah. So I can see why you that. You say he's old. He's younger than Lloris. He's 34, though he looks like 54. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, you, you know more than me, but um, no, I think he's he's done well. I know people were a bit, um, they thought he was at fault for a couple of the Leicester goals, but um, no, I think he's done well for a backup. And yes, in, in answer to your question, hilarious. Chelsea, very, very poor. And um, I feel for Graham Potter, clearly a very good coach, but just wrong man in the wrong club at the wrong time. And, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know what Todd Bowley can do about it because he said, I'm going to stick with him, whatever. But anyway, but I'm glad not to be them this season, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, Simon, he's obviously been fighting, you know, these players have been sort of hoisting upon him 
obviously a lot of them aren't his his picks. We uh, on last week's brilliant show with uh, Theo Delaney, Martin Lipton, uh, and, and Rob White. Martin Lipton was saying he's heard from very good authority that Bowling generally thought that Chelsea play in the Champions League every season and kind of did a spreadsheet factoring that money and was like told, oh, what do you mean? What, do you, what they're not in it every season? That's sort of how crass that team was. Yeah. But going back to the first half and that little need we talked about, there was, again, it wasn't really picked up by the press. There was an elbow by Silva on Romero, which was, okay, it wasn't like the full arm, but clearly it was still an elbow that wasn't picked up by VAR. There was the ridiculous thing in the end of the first half with, you know, Richarlison going in, uh, Ziyech going in on him, and then this really weird moment where, you know, I I thought the Ziyech initial foul should have been a yellow, and then I thought his effective retaliation should have been a yellow. And there was this weird moment there when, obviously, he was given a red, then was told to look at the monitor, because obviously VR didn't think it was a monitor. And then you had to argue, well, did he make such a big enough mistake to go over tracks? He didn't, he did. I mean, in a way, it didn't make any difference to the game, but it was, a, I haven't seen anything like that before. Have you, Simon? Yeah, not for a long time. Um, I felt that it, it, the actual linesman was the one who called it. Right. And he alert, he came onto the pitch and alerted the ref, who basically sent him off um, on the words of the linesman. That he right. raised his hands. That's the way I read it. Right. And then, Obviously, he sent him off, um, and then obviously he was told in his earpiece to go and have a look. Mm. Uh, I personally don't think it was a sending off. I think Emerson Wilm done a bit of a skullduggery. Yeah, he ran in and nudged I, him, I, and, he I, got, I, and he got booked for that. I mean, he did get booked and, for doing and I, that. I, I, I thought he made a bit of a meal of it. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it when we do it, and I don't like it mm. when he got positioned to it. Um and he probably didn't help himself, Emerson Roy. And he just the whole the whole scenario just was mm. just totally ridiculous. And no, you shouldn't raise your arm, but he didn't. He didn't give him a. He didn't whack him. You know, no, like, he, didn't, he, he didn't whack him. Push like, a typical what I call a winger's tackle. Yeah, I mean the interesting like the Barnaby was yeah. The, the, sorry, can, go on, go sorry, on. Can, I, can I just say I think yeah. the thing that I was interested in, if you look at the footage. He had his yellow card out for ZH first yeah. for the challenge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then I think he's just completely forgotten what's gone on <laughs> because he was going to book him. Then he's, I totally agree with um, what you said, Simon. I think the Lino told him to send him off. So then he sends him off. Then the fourth official or the VAR guy says, you better go and have a look. He goes and have a look. I don't know about you. In the stadium, I swear, at some at the point where he comes back from the screen, I thought he was going to send, send off a second Chelsea player. Oh, really? Like there was a point where I thought they were, they were going to be down to nine men. It was the most hilarious <laughs> moment, and then and then it goes the other way. So he should have got two yellow cards. Yeah, yeah I mean, he could have have what he could have done was done the old rescind movement, yeah, and then gone one yellow, and then the push yellow, yeah. and now you're off again. Which well, I think like it was pantomime. Would have been I think hilarious. it was Havard. I think it was Havard who actually started off. Who, yes, who done he, a there was a little of, trip on Richard. He he done it. What I call a. A child, a, ch- a, ch- a child's tackle, yeah, and uh, and that started all off. And obviously, um, Ziek got involved, mm. uh, and uh, it was just a whole load of handbags. That, you know, I, I I thought the referee had a really poor game. Anyway, yeah, I, th- I think he did stuff. have a poor game. I just think he, he, you know, I noticed there was one scuffle when he got in the middle of it. I noticed a lot of the refs now they let them fight each other and then let them sort it out between them. And then when it's all calmed down, then they. Take mm. action. You might just let them get on with it if they want to mm. 
smash about. But anyway, it was uh, it didn't make any difference. No, it, it didn't make any difference. That was the main thing. And then there was there was the hilarious spectacle. Anyone who tries to going go and have a pee or try and get a coffee or a beer at half time. Me and Simon know being West Ham upper boys. There's always yeah. a big queue. Simon normally gets his uh, crisps, opens and puts them in his pocket, takes them out individually, <laughs> doesn't share them. And um, there was obviously a lot of people queuing up to miss, I think it was what, 30 seconds in or something into the into the second half. And again, a, a, a catalogue of errors. It was, Royale's shot was poor, should have done better. Lovely layoff from Kudasevsky, spilled yeah. by Kepa as he went to the retrieve the ball. I think it was Fernandez panicked, booted it away. Dreadful clearance. Skip wanted it more than Felix, and then with right. his weak of foot, put it. But again, I thought I thought the keeper should have saved it. It was kind of straight at him. He did one of those. Pardon me, I used to play playing goal as well. One of those ones where you sort of crouch down and then jump up. When you think, why are you crouching down for the shot? If you stand big, you just catch it or tip it over. He kind of went down too early and looked a bit of an idiot, which again was was very very funny. Yeah, I mean, in classic fashion, slight goalkeeper's union element for me here. Um, Kula Bali was actually right in front of him, and I yes, think he saw he it late. Right. And therefore, enough. I think yeah. that's why when there was a bit of swerve on it, wasn't there? But no, I agree. I mean, it's pretty central. Yeah. Um, but I have to admit, you know, you started that that piece by saying a lot of people were still in the bar, and I was one of those <laughs> people. Were you? I was actually just on, you know, like when you go up the steps yes. to the yeah. bit. I was just on the edge and 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 saw everyone celebrating as it went you in. You did so do I a miss, comedy stumbles. You heard the cheer. Like, you're, like, you're, like you're still going to see something. You try to do that I, little I, run. I had, if, if I was a Gen Z, I would have been filming myself doing exactly that, Mike. But yeah. uh, no, but I wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, Skippy, I mean, you know, I thought he was fantastic. Yes. I've, yeah. I, I'm going to say this story again. I might have said it elsewhere, but I heard a story that he played for the England under-21s against the Dutch under-21s. And at halftime, the Dutch under-21s, for some reason, had a camera in their changing room. And at halftime, they were all seen saying, who is Oliver Skip? He's unbelievable. He plays right. like a Dutch player. Really? And I think he is so underrated. And when he gets the rhythm of games yeah. in terms of you know playing enough games on the spin, he obviously had a, an injury that affected him more than maybe mm. we thought. Yeah. He is a really underrated player. I've also got a lot of uh, a few best friends who are um, a few friends who are Norwich fans. And they are just like, he's the best player who's ever played at us. Well. No, just, yeah. he can be anything I think that kid I really like mm. him I, I when Skip I mean Skip's was he 21, 22 mm. when he got um, booked against West Ham obviously after about 15 minutes he got booked you mm. obviously you're on tender but he's, he's such a mature player he speaks well he's a mm. mature you can see he's a you know, he's going to go on he could be anything this boy yeah. I really I like him I think he times attack as well because you know, remember when we played against Crystal Palace last year when we got beat 3-0 Tanganga, mm. got booked, and then he, he got booked, and then we got beat 3-0. We were 0-0 at the time. Shows the difference in temperament. I know different positions, but mm. Tanganga got booked, and then 10 minutes later, mm. got another okay. booking. Thank you very yeah. much. We're okay, down to 10, and we got beat 3-0. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. No, I, I, I echo what you said. I mean, I think it was under Pop. She got the chance, had that rhythm then got injured and then kind of didn't really get the chance because obviously Benson Kerr came in. Um, But certainly I think he came back and it was a European game and everyone was saying he didn't have the rhythm. He was slightly off it, but you know, you've got to give players games. Tottenham have given them games and it's wonderful now that we've got, you know, I still think Basuma will come good when he's, 
gets fit again. But to have him in there now, obviously he was fantastic in the San Siro with uh, Matasar. Um, and uh, well, we'll talk about the games coming up and whether he'll rotate. But for him to get a goal, your first goal for Tottenham that way was, was lovely. And, and I think, you know, what was nice, Barney, about the second goal was, again, it's that perfect time. I think it was 82 minutes. Yeah. How many times yeah. we've seen that flick on uh, uh, and finished by Kane? Again, not picked up on. And I kind of thought it wouldn't surprise me. Dyer's, um, both his yes. hands were yes. pushing down Mount. Who didn't? Who I didn't couldn't, couldn't play in anyway. I didn't see the first bit, the first action, whether he sort of made a sort of, you know, mm-hmm. bent down. So I had to go over him. But I'm surprised no one picked up on that. Could have been a, could have been given as a foul by VAR. Yeah, I noticed that as well actually, um, and I was pleased that Mason Mount very kindly and Britishly didn't say anything didn't about say anything. it. But that was very good of him. Yeah. Um, where would we be without our um, set piece coach? Do you know what I mean? I We'd know. be comfortably in mid table, and it's very unlike. Spurs to score from set pieces in my, you know, in my 35 years. It's 12, years it's 12 from corners. It's the most, most yeah. uh, in the Premier League. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and you're right. It was a, it was a great time to score it. Mm. Actually, I was going to say earlier, just going back to, you know, the sending off of Ziyech bit. Actually, I, when it, there was just, just being a Spurs fan, you know what it's like when he, when it looked like he'd been sent off, I was like, oh God, we're going to lose against 10 men. I can't <laughs> believe this. I hate this. Um, so actually in a weird way, him staying on, it, it may, it may have, May have been good for us, but yeah, Harry Kane back stick. It's not an easy finish either. Like no, he makes it look easy, but it's behind him. Yeah, it was definitely behind him. It was better finish than people make out. Mm. But, um, you know, as I always say, the goals don't move. Yeah, no, and um, true. I uh, yeah, I, I, I look, I I love Harry Kane, and I, for some reason, about three months ago, I was never been so sure that he was going to leave and run his contract out. Mm. For some reason, since he scored, you know, become the all-time top scorer, and he's having it like etched into his boots and all that, and and like all the stuff the club have done for him, I'm now thinking maybe he will stay. I don't know why I've had this kind of about turn, but I feel like maybe he will. I don't know. I guess it'll my mind changes kind of every day. This this, yeah. this this kind of stuff keeps me up at night. And again, yeah. what was the other thing as well? 82 minutes. So you've got eight minutes left, plus easily another five minutes of injury time. So you could argue 13 minutes to go. And yet the stampede for the Chelsea fans leaving on 2-0 was again for a club that talks about, oh, you know, the history and we're real Chelsea and we were there before Abramovich and oh, we remember in the second division, I thought it was shocking to see so many leave uh, with effectively eight minutes plus injury time left against a team you hadn't lost to yet uh, in the new stadium. Um, but clearly they did not see that team coming back from that, which again was great to see, wasn't it, son? No, they're done. They're they're done, Chelsea. They're not. They're they're going through the motions. Mm. I watched. I watched, and I love Rhys James. I think he's a yeah, he's a great player. I'd love to see him. Uh, he 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 never came over the halfway line. He never bombed on. Chilwell never bombed on. Um, they they were they were gone. Once the second goal went in, good night. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, and yeah. the game was dead and done. We knew that. Everyone knew that. And it was just a question of just being professional and seeing the game out and mm. not going mad, uh, trying to get the third goal. Thank you very much. And uh, I mean, I think I think the reason why I think, as, as you said, Barnaby, I think they will keep Potter, A, because the new owner has done it and he's famously with his other franchises kept faith in the, in the managers that he's brought in. There's 
reported that Pochettino's turned it down. There's not that many managers out there that you yeah. immediately go, oh God, well he's just showing he, what he's going to do with these players. There isn't, you know, a lot of a lot of top coaches, as we know, like to have a say in who they bring in. They've now brought in so many players. That's what you've got to work with. And Potter was brought in to, to to do that. So I think they really are stuck in no man's land at the moment. A bit like us. I mean, they're at the FA Cup. They're obviously still in the Champions League. But I mean, yeah. I think it's it six goals in yeah. something with awful stat in 20 games. Something, they've they've something won two in 15, haven't they? Two, two in 15. My, they can't, look, I don't care about Chelsea. You know, it's not my, not my problem. But the results, you're in the results business. And and all of a sudden, I was thinking about it on the way home. Is that I, I'm not for Levy. I'm not against Levy. I've got my, you know, my my what goes on. But you know, no one's talking about Enoch out now. When you win football games, the world is a better place. Of course it is, absolutely. And everyone forgets about whether it's good football, bad football. If you're winning games of football, mm. every, all the punters are going to come out of that ground. And I could see the atmosphere when I walked out the ground. Everyone's happy and we, we're yeah. walking home and we've got a spring in our step rather mm-hmm. than we get beat and we've played well, but we get beat. doesn't matter. No, I haven't spent enough money. They need us. Everyone knows what we need. Everyone knows. Stevie Wonder could see that, but but it is what it is. And and But everyone forget when you've got results, but Chelsea can't continue to lose football games. You can't continue. If you lose football games, you're going to get the sack. Whether the manager, the chairman loves you, and he's your best mate, the supporters are the ones who will put the in, they'll they'll make their their they'll vent. Yeah. Their feet. That's why apparently he's been him and his family have been getting some awful emails and letters, wow. which again just sums up that club and, and most of their fans. I say most of their fans because most of them are utter wretches. <laughs> um, where do you think Barnaby that's gonna <laughs> leave us? We're now obviously Newcastle uh, got a couple of games in hand, but you know, we've always said it's better to have the points than the games in hand. We're now, I wouldn't say comfortably in fourth, but we kind of cemented ourselves in fourth position. We've got on paper coming up in the league, winnable games. Um, And even even with Conte not physically there, it looks like things again are slowly changing. Do you think uh, if he got fourth place again, do you think that's enough for him to go... I will extend and stay and for the club to go, you know what? We want you to stay. Because what I'm kind of reading at the moment is no one's doing anything. Nothing's been put on the table to offer him. He hasn't sort of pushed himself to go, obviously he's been ill, but he hasn't pushed himself to say, oh, what's going on next season? What's going on next season? It's all, you hear the paper, we're looking at this player and that player that he wants. So it, it it's, no one kind of knows where we are. And obviously any Chairman, any manager is going to look at it and go, well, let's let's look at the end of the season, what I've done. My, my you know, par is to get in the top four. So do you think if he does get top four, he might go, I'm in the best league in the world, I'm doing all right? Really interesting. Again, just like with the Harry Kane thing, I kind of go back and forth. Mm. Um, my instinct is that the Porro signing shows that the club want him to stay. Because, mm. you know, Porro is a wing back. I mean, Porro, you know, he seemingly cannot defend. So he's so I, it'd be interesting to see him come in and play right back in a four if, you know, if, say, Pochettino came back, right? Um, Royale, I think, actually will be a great in a four, interestingly. I think he's a fantastic defender. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know with Conte. Um, one thing I want to say, though, is 
it's a real, I feel like it's a real media-led thing, this. There are actually a lot of the top, a lot of the top managers sign rolling contracts. And it's not as rare as people make out. And maybe it's just because we're in the Spurs bubble. We feel like it's only us and it's only Conte. But until their recent contract extensions, um, Guardiola would would let it run pretty deep, as would Klopp. And it's not as rare, but but you know, I do also understand the whole, you know. It helps to buy players if the players know who's going to be the manager, et cetera, et cetera. In answer to your question, I just don't know. I I think he might stay, but uh, but but equally, you know, yeah, evidence points elsewhere. So I don't know. What's your gut feeling, Simon, on it? If you get top four, do you think that that will make the difference? I don't think it'll stay. No, personally. no. Uh, I I I I just think he's um, whatever problems he's had off the pitch. Uh, he's got a youngish family, from what I understand, who li- still live in Italy. Mm. Um, I think his time will be done in, uh, in where he goes. Mm. I'm not sure because obviously there's only a certain amount of clubs in Italy who can pay his wages. Yeah. You know, he's only he's only there's only a few clubs. The Premier League can pay it, but mm. he's not going to move anywhere here. Um, he'll have his pick because he'll just have won the Champions League and FA Cup. So. Yeah. yeah, well, well, let's let's yeah, let's get on to some of that. Let's go to let's, a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to look at this Wednesday's game, uh, the FA Cup fifth round away to Sheffield United. Back after these words. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back for the break. Uh, don't forget our monthly London live shows are up and running. We had a fantastic uh, show last week with Razor Ruddick. If you haven't listened to that um, recording, I urge you to do so. Very entertaining, some extraordinary stories. And they come again. We've got on March the 22nd, the return of Mr. David Pleat. Uh, David was on the show about a year or so ago. It was an in- incredible revelation. The story, the breadth of knowledge he has about our club. I mean, you know, from managing director of football, still advising Daniel Levy to this day. Uh, he can tell a story. He's got no edit button at all. Uh, so well worth coming down. Uh, either sign up to get our monthly season ticket, you and a mate can come along, uh, season.spurshow.net. And I think we've got four or five tickets. Uh, if you don't want to get the season ticket, go to balletto.co.uk, put it Spurs Show Live. And there's a couple of tickets just available for the David Pleat Show on Wednesday, March the 22nd. Uh, for premium content, including a daily news show, uh, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com slash Spurs Show and support the show in the process. And follow us on social media, or Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you listen to us on iTunes, leave us a nice review. Right, Barnaby, on Wednesday night, I think it's live on BBC, I think, um, we face Sheffield United in the FA Cup fifth round. What's exciting about the FA Cup for us this season is there ain't many great teams left in it. Man City is still in it. Man United is still in it. And then you've got, well, Fulham are playing Leeds. Leicester are still in it. Um, 
they're presumably on paper we're probably second or third favourites if we get there and get a favourable draw you know Southampton at home or something like that in the in the quarters it could be a, a oh god oh god how I'm sick of how many defeats semi-finals let's, let's <laughs> not get ahead let's not get ahead of ourselves Mike let's not get ahead of ourselves but yeah, let's yeah. be honest there's a very very good chance Barnaby if if he plays strong uh, this Wednesday I think there'll probably be a bit of rotation I'd imagine mm. Perisic may be coming in, maybe one one or two others. What, what, what do you think? Well, I'm reticent to go on to think about going to Wembley because I believe we've lost in the fifth round for the last five seasons. Wow. And I think, obviously, Middlesbrough last year, I was at yes. the game, oh, I think, where we lost to shit. Norwich at home. Do you oh, remember that? Shit. On penalties and Troy Parrott missed a penalty. Yeah. So, um I I fancy us, you know, I, I'm desperate to or for us to win the cup, but I kind of fancy us for the cup this season. But I do think this will be very difficult. I've heard today some kind of murmurings that Sheffield United might not play a a, a kind of um, first eleven. But equally, really? part, yeah, but equally, if that happens, part of me is just like, you know, it's my Spurs supporting yes. hat again. It's like, uh, do you know, find a way to lose matches, you know. So I think... I almost feel like this game is the important one in a weird way. I actually, I would fancy us against City in a big in a big game under Certainly Conte. Yeah. I really would. And I'm not sure United, I think United are good and, and that would be really tight. But anyway, I think the complacency factor is the key. And mm. I want him to, I want him to play a full team. And I'd actually like him to play, ben, I wouldn't want him to bring Perisic in because I'd worry about him defensively. I think he's fantastic cross of the ball. And obviously a, a great footballer, but defensively he's he's want, found wanting. And I think we've really improved from shoring it up a bit more. But anyway, we'll have a lot of the ball, so maybe it's a good idea. I'm not sure. Yeah, Simon, I I I whenever I see Sheffield United away, I remember um I'm guessing late 90s when we lost 6-0 to them in the League Cup. Do you remember that one, Simon? Or if that one's erased from your memory? That one's erased from my memory. Um, <laughs> the first thing is, uh, let's let's get Wednesday night out of the way. Let's not talk about the next round until we do what we've got to do. Come um, on, we all do it. It's the optimism. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, you two are goalkeepers. I was a footballer. Remember that. <laughs> goalkeepers have no brains. That's, uh, that's, why they're, that's why they're goalkeepers. You remember yeah, that, Barnaby? Um, oh, if, if only the audience could see you trying to make your audio work before the yeah, beginning exactly. of this episode. Yeah, what dexterity. Yeah. In the middle of the park. I was good. I, I was good with my feet, not with my hair. Yeah, that's by and by. Um, but you know, cold full, night, full, Bramall Lane. Full, you know, full house, full house under for the them. lights. They've got to be up for it, and uh, he, he will make changes. He yeah, this, this changes. is my concern. This is my he concern. Will, he will, whether you like it or not. If got, we, you know, got, if we see, got, you know, Tanganga, Sanchez. You, you, you out there, see, you're going to start you, going. Oh, you, you, you will see. Sanchez will play on. I'll be amazed if Sanchez doesn't play. Uh, he'll bring in the fullback. The new I can't pronounce his name. Uh, fullback. He will play. Perisic will play. I think Ben Davis will play at left central, um, and he'll probably play uh, Sanchez and Eric Dyer. That's my. He will change the team. Sanchez, you know, I think Sanchez maybe will come in. I mean, he, he, he will. He will. He can't change. He, the, he can't change the keeper because we don't have any. So, so Forster, our number two, is now a number one. Yeah. And he will start. He, I, he I will can't. I think he'll. I think he'll play with Charleston. He'll give a Charleston a bit of a run. Yeah. I think Kane will want to play. Um, play Wednesday night. He didn't got, change got, the team against Forest in the League Cup, though, did he? Mm. No, but we've got. We've got. Um, We've got a game on 
Saturday. Saturday. Wolves on Saturday. Uh, Wolves on Saturday. So we've got basically three games in seven days. Mm. And obviously True. we've got Milan True. next, win, next Milan, Wednesday. So. Yeah. yeah. And obviously we go again. So he will, he will definitely, he will definitely mess around with that defence. But that's what you've got a squad for, you know. Yeah. Stellini um, kind of hinted, didn't he, Barnaby, that he kind of, he, he, he said in some of his um, aftermatch stuff that he thinks Conte will be back for the next game. If you're recuperating in Turin, do you want to be coming back to go up to Sheffield <laughs> on a Wednesday night? Probably want to just, you know, have a couple more days off, but wouldn't you? Uh, I think I certainly would. I'm just remembering that Ndombele goal against Sheffield United. I could do a oh, bit yes. more of that on Wednesday night. That, yes. would, uh, that was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, look, like I said, I think it'll be tight. Um, I wouldn't mind it if Conte, you know, comes back for the weekend. Actually, Stellini's doing a fantastic job. He is doing an amazing job. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was. There was a funny quote. I don't know which player was was interviewed, and they kind of said that when I can't remember the exact line. You might remember is when Conte's on the pit. I think Stellini kind of intimated when Conte's there, the players find it a bit harder. I can't remember exactly what they said. But it was a weird quote that came out about almost them not wanting him there, but. Anyway, I well, like it's remember. like, do you remember Mourinho and Luke Shaw? There's a bit of that, isn't there? He really bellows at his um, wing backs. They probably feel like they've got a bit more freedom when he's when he's not there. But there was a, there was an interesting point where I saw Ryan Mason incredibly animated to Stellini at one point yesterday, actually, mm. and I was I was pretty impressed by that. He's he's clearly growing within that kind of management yeah. structure. Mm. But you saw that. I mean, you know, when we had Ryan Mason on the Spurs show, a live show a while back, and he told us brilliant stories about the dressing room when Pochettino took over and how him and Kane had some of the older senior players up against the wall who would basically didn't care. He didn't name names, but I think it was some of those many players we signed uh, with the Gareth Bell money. And he right. he talked about how the young players changed that atmosphere in, in, in the dressing room. And I kind of saw a bit of that on the pitch against Chelsea. There was needle. We were going in. We weren't shy for flying in and tackles and, and niggles. And and I think I th- they did say there was clearly air talks after the Leicester game. And rightly so, because we were dreadful that day. And Leicester's done very little since they beat us, which so I mean they were awful against Arsenal. Surprise, surprise at the weekend, I thought. So there James is, Madison wasn't fit for that one. And Madison, what a surprise. Madison <laughs> wasn't fit. But you know, there is Again, a very, very good chance of us going further in this FA Cup competition. And and let's be honest, the domestic trophies are always our, our best chance of silverware. So I hope yeah. that uh, Conte realises realizes that there's only a few games to go. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know who Newcastle got on Sunday or, or whatever, but, you know, Wolves are near the bottom. Um Simon Wolves is going to be a, a tough one. There, we kind of done better yeah. under their new Spanish manager, but we we do yeah. quite well at Montenegro, don't we? Yeah, that's what scares me is that we've we've played them four times since they've come up, and we've beaten them four times. Yeah, we, we've actually got a very good record there, yeah. which scares me. Um, but we've got to go there and, and do a job. You know, last time we played Manchester City, everyone's walking out of the stadium with a spring in their step. This is it. Come on, we've kept that. You know, we've played well probably our best performance of the season defensively mm. against Man City. Um, and then we go to Leicester. Mm. And you know, this league is unforgiving. It's There's no mug teams in this league. Mm. There is no mug teams in this league. And if you don't go with the right attitude, you will get beat. It's yeah. as simple as that. You'll get beat. And mm. if you go there with the wrong attitude, it's all about attitude. And, you know, 
you know, we've we're the third highest goal scorers in the league, and we've conceded as many as Everton. Yeah. So yeah. T- tells me everything I need to know. But you, you know, we need to be we need to earn the right. Yeah, and we've got we we have got fantastic forward players, got fantastic forward players as good as anyone in the league. Uh, but defensively, you know, when the, the crowd is against us, which they will be, I've got to show some bollocks. Mm. Simple as that. Show some fight. You know, thou shall not pass. Thou yeah. shall not pass. Yeah. Well, look, let's let's do a quick prediction. Uh, uh, Barnaby, your score prediction for Wednesday night's FA Cup fifth round at Sheffield. What's your gut feeling? I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about Sheffield United other mm. than they're having a good season. I think it's going to be really tight. Yeah. And part of me, is there a still a replay at this round or not? I think no. it still goes uh, extra time pens. Uh, extra right. time penalties. Finish, mm. Finished on the night. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to win it in extra time then. I think it's going to be tighter than we think. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Oh, Simon? 3-0. 3 nil. 3 nil. Yeah. That's a drinking earlier, isn't it? 3-0. No, no. You know, I'm a thinking man's footballer. Unbelievable. I'm going to go... 2-0, but I agree with Barnaby. I think it's been very tight for a long time. Um, quite a poor game, um, but I think we'll, we'll we'll do it in the end. And then Wolverhampton Wanderers on Sunday. Barnaby, what do you reckon with this one? So, I, yeah, just going back to what you said about Leicester, because I think it's relevant because obviously it was an away game. I actually think with that game, if Ndidi hadn't scored his first ever goal by sticking yeah. in the top corner against Spurs, I think we were going to win that game. I agree. I think we're going to win that game. started really well, played really well, lots of chances with a goal up. That goal yeah. came for a bit like a skip goal. We just didn't really see it coming. Yeah. Sort of that, that, that's, not to say that it, that's not to say that it wasn't then the player's fault that they couldn't recover from that, mm. but it was just like exactly. a gut punch. Dyer had a stinker, didn't he? Leicester. Dyer had an absolute stinker against Leicester, let's be honest. And I thought yeah. he played really, really well against Chelsea. But basically yeah. what I'm saying is as long as, you know, none of their players who've never scored a professional goal in football before mm. stick it in the top corner, I can see us winning 2-0. Okay. That's my prediction. Simon at Molyneux, what do you reckon? Uh, draw, one off. Yeah, you know what? I I agree. I've I've got a feeling it's going to be a, a one because because the re- the reason I'm going with that is because we'll beat Sheffield United. Uh, we're not going to. We've got to beat Milan. Mm. We ain't Milan's we ain't going to win. We we ain't going to win three games on the trot. Yeah. Well, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Well, so we're, take, we're, take, we're, don't get beat at Molyneux. Take the point and let's get and get home. Don't get enough. beat. Well, we'll be talking about the Milan game the following week. We've got Hannah Barlow with us and Daniel Greenberg. Uh, on Friday, uh, I did an interview uh, a few weeks ago with ex-Tottenham defender and assistant manager John Gorman, who obviously was assistant manager with Glenn Hoddle. Wonderful, lovely, lovely man. So on Friday, look at wherever you get your Spurs show. Friday, there's a little special show for you to listen to. Me in conversation with uh, John Gorman. Some great stories about some of the players and uh, he was part of that team that went down in uh, 76 and then came back up. Uh, really lovely guy. So listen out for that show on, on on Friday. Well, look, Simon and Barnaby, it's been lovely to have you on. It's been relatively positive, you, uh, yeah. which is always good. Uh, thank you both for coming on. And uh, well, we'll be here again next week. Uh, until thank then, you. come on, you Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.